welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Christopher Pelota, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Yuri. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Sure, of course. It's, it's my pleasure. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to chat with me. You're welcome. Excited. Yeah. So how do you describe yourself and what you do? Um, oh, gosh. Let's see. Uh, I'm an artist, um, and let's see, photographer, artist. I'm now a tech entrepreneur, and um, living in this world of motion art, this new world of motion art that's coming up right now that we're having a total blast with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a father of three, and um, photography and the photography industry is kind of all of I've known throughout my whole career. I started when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's that's great. So okay, yeah. So since you you mentioned photography, and it is it is uh, a big part of your resume were there. So I guess what got you started into or interested in photography and were there any experiences you had early on in your life that may have planted the seed for that or how did that happen? Yeah, good question. Um, I started when I was 13 years old. Um, there's a photography class um, in high school that I started with and um, just ever since I picked up the camera, I just absolutely loved it. And then when I was 16, I won like I, I won some kind of state award um, at like the you know I grew up in Florida, so I won a competi- big competition for a state award for a newspaper and um, yearbook conference that they had. And so I just kind of always had a knack for it. I never really was good at school. <laughs> it was like one of those things like, hey, I'm really good at photography and I really love it, but I'm barely making it through school. I was not a scholastic child, more of a creative type for sure. Sure. Um, that's how I started. Uh, okay. Well, great. And so you then, so then you went and you studied uh, photography a, a bit in college. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, a little bit. I went for about a year and a half. Um, but mostly did a lot of surfing and used my high school negatives. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I kind of already knew so much. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just redoing this, rehashing this stuff. Yeah. So, um, and started shooting on the side for money and, you know, it's doing portraits and that sort of thing and shooting fashion from a, you know, from the beginning basically. Yeah. Okay. So your, your photography career, uh, is it's so if people were to create a movie and there was like a famous photographer in that movie, uh, your credits would be <laughs> like the credits of that, of that famous photographer. It is, you know, it's like the, the architect of the nineties in, in the, the rom-coms. So how <laughs> it's like, there's a big question behind this, but so you, you got started early on in photography, but how were you able to build your career uh, going from, you know, uh, a, a a photography student in Florida to you know working with some big names in fashion and advertising and building up this amazing portfolio. Well, just kind of 
you know, building my portfolio from a from a young age. Um, like I said, this is all I've really done for the most part up till now, um, up to up till the past couple of years. Um, and I don't know. It's a, I mean, it's a great question. It's just kind of gradual. It's like all of a sudden I'm shooting. You know, actually, you know what? I shot Cindy Crawford back in the day, like very early on. I think I was like 21 years old mm-hmm. and I had this opportunity to shoot Cindy Crawford. And so it just you just kind of like you just keep going at it, and all of a sudden you get these kind of lucky little hits that come in that advance your career. And and I talk a lot about relationships and building relationships um, with people within whatever industry you're in mm-hmm. um, was always very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and because for me it's like you know your work of course has to be really good, but your relationship skills, you know, um, to, for me was very important. And I was uh, good at building relationships that way. Oh, sure. So what would you say are some of the key relationships? Is it like where, did you have good relationships with, um, you know, the, the managers of the, the various uh, models? Was it with the magazines? Was it a combination of, of all of those? Or, or how did your relationships build to help your career? From the very beginning, I started with the modeling agencies. Because in the modeling agencies, uh, initially, you know, I was a fashion photographer for a long time. You know, I needed access to the models to shoot to get to build my book portfolio up. Mm-hmm. So I started, um, you know, befriending the agents at the modeling agencies, and I, I would go visit all the modeling agencies and actually just hang out and and do work around the office. I would just one. There's one story that I have that I was um, standing in an office and I'm just kind of like, you know, you wait like for you know a week to get in for this meeting to show your portfolio. And so I'm going to, you know, make the best of it as I can. So I'm in this office. The agents are all on the phone. They're just slam packed. They're like, they're trying to get a meeting in with me and, and they're just, the phones are blown up. So I noticed that they were unorganized in the way that their portfolios is, you know, back in the day we had, you know, press books with the portfolios, mm-hmm. printed portfolios, and they're all out of order. And they're kept like looking for the girls to send the book out. And I was like, Hey, wouldn't it be best if they were in alphabetical order so you guys could find them? They're like, yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. Shut up, kid. I'm on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, okay. So I just went over and I started alphabetically putting the portfolios in order Mm -hmm. and getting it set up. And they're kind of like raising eyebrows like, hey, we like this guy. What's going on over here? This is making things easier for us. And then – a call came in for one of the agents, and she's like, "Hey, aren't you a photographer, right?" I said, "Yeah." She's like, "Are you available to do a shoot tomorrow?" And I'm like, "I've got a girl who needs a test." I'm like, "Yes, I'm available. <laughs> Let's do this." So it's like that. It's, it's things like that, you know, that you just you know you build the relationships. A lot of times, some people say, "Oh, I got to charge for everything you do and whatever," but you know, it's like go in and kind of you know make yourself known, and 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 then when you get the opportunity, show them what you got, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there in in the the work that you've done, has there been a favorite shoot that you've had or a favorite magazine to work with? Oh, my gosh. Not really. (laughs) As weird (laughs) as that may sound. Um, No, it's just all an amazing blur. Mm -hmm. Like all of it together combined is unbelievable. It's just my camera has gotten me to travel around the world you know, I've shot everybody, you know, a lot of celebrities, <laughs> um, not everybody, of course, but I've shot yeah. a lot of celebrities, um, and I've just had a very kind of blessed life so far. Sure. Okay. In So in 2013, you did a, a TEDx talk um, about the future of photography. How how did that happen? Um, I My PR agent 
um, had this opportunity for me to do a TED Talks. And of course, I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you know, and, um, and you're supposed to practice for like a month up until the time that you do your, your talk. Mm-hmm. And I was literally booked, I think, every single day, including like the day before I talked. And so I was like basically kind of winging it somewhat because mm-hmm. I knew I, I kind of know what I'm going to say, but they were very specific about learning the script. So then I just, you know, the last minute I kind of crammed it all. And, you know, I talked about what's going on with future photography within photogrammetry. That was what that talk was about mm-hmm. is how when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a sculptor and I didn't really have the access and I didn't really end up, of course, being a sculptor. But what's interesting is through my photography and photogrammetry, I was shooting a lot of 3D. I've got a very big 3D rig. Um, I could actually now with my camera through photography, shoot a subject and then pr- 3D print them as a sculpture. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting. Like that's the basis of that TED Talks is how, you know, you put a put a postulate out there, you put an idea that you have, and it doesn't always come back today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, it comes back when it's meant to come back. And, and that was just one of those things where I was thinking, oh, wow, it's pretty interesting how that kind of came about. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of amazing how like, everything kind of worked out on that one. Um, and especially now, so I know that was 2013, you, and, um, you know, now especially I, I work in a facility that, um, allows other companies to kind of use industrial equipment. And one of those companies can take a, a 3D image and then t- print it on a flat piece of paper so that it looks like a three-dimensional hologram. And it's like the next, uh, big thing with that. And they also do large 3D printed all, all kinds of things. So I'm, I'm curious then, so that was 2013 when you, when you spoke about that. What would you say is the future of photography now, five years later? Real time is, is motion art hands down. Mm-hmm. Cause what's going on with, um, with VR, it's still a little ways out. So what we did is I, I have actually a 132 page keynote on the future of photography with all aspects with it being motorized, like everything imaginable as far as what you could think, what could happen mm-hmm. and uh, motion art, which is now what we've created with Plotograph, the Plotograph app under Plotiverse um, is very useful. Now it's, we're able to actually use it for social media. Um, and we're now one of uh, Facebook's top five recommended photo apps um, cause what's happening in the photography world is all of our budgets as commercial photographers are moving to video. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, video gets more attention than stills, especially mm-hmm. with the younger generations. So I'm like, okay, how can we help photographers monetize their business and compete with in the video world? So my partner and I, Sasha and I created Plotograph initially and, uh, we're, we, we, Launched in the App Store about a year ago. Apple featured us about a year ago, and we shot up the number one in the photo video mm-hmm. um, section of the App Store. And and so now it's funny because I see the future is happening right now, but now it's my job to talk about it, to say, hey, by the way, listen, look at look at what's happening over here, and, and look at how both yourself or your customers or your clients can get more engagement. Um, and very cost effectively by animating your still photos, um, whether it's through plotographs, cinemagraphs, um, 3D, whatever it might be, this looping platform, these loops now that can now be looped in MP4s, mm-hmm. which it used to have to be a GIF back in the day, and it still can be a GIF, of course, but 
gifts are kind of going away because now um, you know we have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Everybody's looping videos now if they're under a certain amount of seconds, which creates this whole entire world that never existed. Like even a couple years ago, this is just it's such brand new technology. It's happening now, and I just see this bursting. Um, really big in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what kind of what's happening here. And then VR, of course, is still, you know, we've got photogrammetry and these other things that you're talking about that are really cool. Um, but if, for me to help photographers and to help artists right now, this is the most relevant thing that's happening. Sure. So, yeah, so let's, let's talk about your, your jump into the tech world because there are, there are a lot of, uh, of individuals who think of themselves only as one thing. So only a photographer or only, you know, a painter or sculptor or an artist. And they don't see themselves also as, as jumping in and, and becoming an entrepreneur. So where, wh- what made you want to get involved and create, uh, this, this, uh, tech app and, and this tech company, um, beyond what you were working on at the time? Um, I had, I had a friend who, um, I, you know, I shared with him my, my keynote of the future of photography and he's, he's, um, kind of a very famous guy created a company that we all know and love. Um, and he, he wanted to back me to go into this, mm-hmm. into the kind of the more, the photogrammetry sort of realm, like a, in the higher, higher end stuff. Um, so I, I put my cameras down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to dedicate to, this is kind of like a dream come true. This is an amazing opportunity. Um, so we went in and we got some bids from some engineers, some, from coders in Bulgaria mm-hmm. and we got all the bids. And then at, at the last minute, I kind of threw this thing on there called Plotograph. It wasn't what we were going to do. It was just kind of what we were kind of gearing up for, mm-hmm. uh, with, with this, with this other stuff. And I was kind of curious to see what the bid would be. So we get the bids back and they were like 1.5 million, you know, for the code and all these things that we were going to do. Um, and and then he actually backed out on me several months into it. Mm -hmm. You know, and Sasha and I are like, Oh my God, what are we going to (laughs) do? Right? Cause we were like, okay, you know, I haven't really called any clients recently because I'm going full steam ahead here. Well, we got the bid back and the, the lowest thing on the totem pole was plutograph. The lowest bid. And I was like, okay, so if I sell all of my gear, I've got some usage coming in from MGM. I've got all this stuff going on. We can make this plutograph thing happen. Yeah. So Sasha and I, so that's what we did. And so we went for it and we started coding it. And then the more we kept going with it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so relevant for now. And I've just become so passionate about it. We, I've been animating images for a long, long time, for years and years, but it, it took like very hefty, you know, um, apps software i should say to do it you know um so it took like about four different softwares in order to animate an image it usually took like a day or two per image Mm -hmm. so i said if anybody could ever develop a software app that can do this very easily this would be amazing and game changer for photography so that's what we set out to do oh wonderful so while you were launching this app so you know launching app is not an easy thing and and it is a, a saturated market how did you learn or what was the process of making your app stand out? I mean, beyond the fact that it's absolutely amazing, were there things, you know, were there, um, you know, books you were reading or ways that you were marketing it or showing it off that really made you stand out amongst the other apps that were launching at the same time? 
Well, there, we didn't really have any competition at the time. Sasha okay. and I basically developed this technique. We were, we were living in Manhattan. We we're on 42nd Street, and we basically buried ourselves in, in the apartment for months. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and we did it, but for, for when we first launched, um, we, we first launched on Mac PC mm-hmm. and we launched our beta and we charged $300 per year. The only way you could buy it was $300 per year. And of course, every, you know, everybody told me I was crazy. Who's going to do this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we did like a quarter million within the first month wow. of launching. Yeah, yeah, it blew up. It, and, and so what we did is we kind of befriended some influencers. And it's it's funny because people either get it or they don't right off the bat. So right. the people who got it were like, we want those early adopters. That's what I was shooting for is the early adopters who wanted to stand out from the competition. And that's okay. basically the key lines that I would do is you want to stand out from the competition, animate your images. Yeah. So, um, so the first month, of course, we thought we were set. We're like, yes, this is amazing. And then – of course, you got the first pop, and then it's like a lot of hard work after that to kind of keep things going and maintaining. And then um, we we just kept changing all the time because we launched beta, and we're just a young company. We just we had to get some income, and we just put, we put it out there. And so we kept updating like every two weeks. We'd have an update, and our customers loved it. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'd get advice of you should only update an app once a year, and that's typical, or twice at the most, and and I'm like, well, we're dead if we do that. So we just kept going and, and updating it. And of course, our early adopter just loved it. And then, you know, like, oh, I, I would love this feature. And we're like, yeah, we're working on that. And, and so it was kind of like a good camaraderie between the customers and, and the team and I, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, it sounds like it's been working out very well because your app has been uh, winning awards and, and being showcased in a lot of different areas. Where do you see the you know this going in in the future well right now we have a social platform a digital sharing platform social platform for motion art so what i'm doing right now is i'm like the pied piper of motion art because we have this whole realm this whole new industry that nobody really has a handle on yet Mm -hmm. we have people using after effects and and Photoshop and, and, and now Plotiverse with all the different apps. We have a morphing app now and stuff too. So all these looping images, people are putting them out there and they're seeing how much more engagement they're getting. And, and now we have motion artists who basically that's all they do. Like we have a lot of retouchers now who, you know, as you kind of go down the line, I, I think even for myself, I was getting bored with just shooting photography because, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many photographers now and we've kind of been there, done that. Everybody's seen almost everything at this point in photography. Um, and the younger generations really are kind of like anything moving. You know, they, they have such a short attention span, so you really have to catch them quickly. So that's the motion arts perfect for that, both for influencers or photographers and brands, especially because if yeah. they're looking, if they're shooting, they're going out and they have like a, you know, a hundred thousand dollar budget. This is, this is one thing I got to scream like, come on. You know, you spend all this time doing this shoot. If you, like, you could literally triple your engagement by spending five minutes in the photograph app. Yeah. Animate your image, put it out there, and, and it's almost guaranteed you're going to get more engagement than you will off of a still image. Yeah. So that's the magic of motion art, and that's what I'm really passionate about is is creating all these apps within this realm. Plotiverse, to answer your question, Plotiverse that we've put out there now, mm-hmm. um, we have we have Instagram, which is obviously very popular. Um 
<laughs> that's it goes without saying like, you know everybody's on instagram it seems right in the in the art world yeah um but with motion art most of the image is stationary a lot of it's stationary and instagram posts everything in standard definition it takes all videos and reduces it down to standard definition so what my team and i did is everything that you see on Flotiverse is high def and it works on mobile tablet and desktop so I wanted a platform for artists to be able to, like, if they're going to go and, and they're going to show their work to an art director or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. nobody's going to get booked. I mean, maybe they will, but that's not preference to use your phone. Oh, I'm on Instagram. Check out my work, you know, on your phone. <laughs> you right. know, so we're like, no, no, this is no good. You know, we, we need to go next level. So everything that we do is is high definition all the way up to desktop. So if the art director's sitting there with a 27-inch iMac or whatever they're using, um, they could see beautifully how, how beautiful the art is instead of it being standard definition. And a lot of times on Instagram, it, it, you can't even necessarily see it mm-hmm. looping on desktop. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. So when, when young photographers approach you nowadays, uh, what's, what's some bad advice that you hear them being told all the time? Like, honestly, like, in, like, yeah, go, you know, being an Instagram influencer, if you're just starting, like just the way that the, the algorithms are now with the different social platforms, mm-hmm. it's like how it's going to be really hard to catch up, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one of the things that we're doing over here at Plotiverse is we're creating, um, you know, a place where the brands, agencies and the, and the artists live together. They're literally, we have them categorized right next to each other. So, um, you could really kind of cut to the chase within motion art, um, to show it that way. And to answer your question as far as the advice for young photographers, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I started when I was in, you know, in 1984 or whatever it was, you know, and I don't really even want to claim to to be able to tell them other than just to work really hard and and to stand out, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, the, and the thing is, for me, I always shot for being the best in the world. Like that, for me, that's the only thing that mattered. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't really, you know, interested in working in a small market or anything like that. So my mindset is, how can I be the best at what I can do? Period. Mm-hmm. And in that in that case, with um, with photography. You know, a lot of the budgets are moving away, you know, and there's and once again, it's so saturated that motion art, I think, is the way to go for a new photographer. If a new photographer starts out and they, they begin with motion art, mm-hmm. they're going to like leapfrog over guys like myself, you know, my age, I'm, I'm 48 now, um, who are kind of stuck in that same realm. They don't know what else to do. So start expanding your horizons and knowing that just, you know, as far as being a, a still photographer, it doesn't have to be a still at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes any sense, because most everything is viewed now on digital screens. So there's really not a reason for it to be stationary anymore. You know, and photography always is about capturing that image and capturing it, the essence of that moment, which of course is amazing. And it's so cool. But in a lot of realms now, I'm thinking more like next level is like, what else? You know, it's almost like when Photoshop first came out, you know, and you're able to do these things. And remember, this is probably like in 1995 or 1996. I had a male model argue with me. 
because um, I did some retouching on images. Hey, what do you think of this? That's not real photography. <laughs> That's not real. That's cheating. That's a, and so I had this whole thing like, dude, this is the future. What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. No, if you, you know, so there, there's always been those that mindset of if it changes or something's different, it's not pure. And I have a lot of purist photographers who are like, you know, you're bastardizing photography. It's supposed to be stationary and still. And I'm like, why? why? Not supposed to be anything, <laughs> you know. Everything has its have it has its reason. So if you're new to the industry, I don't know, man, because it's just it's just such eye candy, and you get so much more attention off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there was someone, you know, a, a college student listening today, listening to this today, and and they were really interested in getting involved in the industry, what would you say are some of the basic pieces of equipment they should buy right away? Well, first of all, if you're in college for photography, just stop. Like, honestly, I mean, that. let's just start there. I, yeah. mean, I hate to say that, but there's, it's so e- photography is so easy now. We no longer have film where you had to be like right on the money with the, your exposure and light mm-hmm. meter and all these other things. Um, use your money in a different way, you know, like in, in gear and just researching. There's so many w- ways to learn photography now and, and even so many apps that are really – Awesome. But the the whole key is to just shoot. Like how many times have you pressed that shutter? Mm-hmm. That's the answer is you just keep pushing that shutter, getting better and, and honing your craft and, and putting a good presentation together. Yeah. In your own career, when you've hit times when you were feel fearful, fearful or apprehensive, how did you push past those times? Um. I don't know. I just always have been very motivated, very self-motivated, um, and just never gave up. Mm-hmm. But there yeah. were a lot of those times, of course. You know, it's just you know, photography is one of those things. It's like you get this really great gig, and you're like, woo! <laughs> and there's like, ah! <laughs> and and then in the commercial world, a lot of it is, yeah, you get a great gig, but you're not going to get paid for three to six months. Mm-hmm. You know, after you get the booking, because you know you. They book you the next 30 or 60 days and then they pay deposit. It's just, it's the, it's a whole different realm. And that's basically the realm that I lived in for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's, it's just the competition, the way that it's set up. Um, I have top photographers in the world now. Actually, just this morning, I had a photographer sending me images live right off of a shoot, standing there with art directors of national brands and he's showing them the images as we're, as we're going, <laughs> you know. Oh wow, it's amazing on how technology has gone so far. Yeah. It's, it's in your own career. What would you say has been the best investment you've ever made? Good cameras, good cameras and lenses. Um, that's the from that's the core, and then really putting a lot into presentation. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular brand of camera that you uh, you prefer over another, or is it just you know whatever that was at the time? Uh, I've shot almost every camera there is. You know, back in the day during film, Pentax 67, RZ, Contact 645, um, and I've been shooting now with Canon. I've had a Canon in my hand for probably 30 years. Um, really like the Canon cameras, although Sony's coming up and really kicking butt, and the, the younger generation's loving the Sonys too. Mm-hmm. And they look like good cameras too. So it just, you know, I mean, they all kind of do the same thing. It's like, it's like, what's your concept? What are you shooting? And how efficient are you at getting the shot? Yeah. Okay. So the, I want to talk briefly about the just the business side of your career. 
as you went along, how did you like? Did you have was there are there was there an agent that you were working with or a business manager? Um, were there you know things you had to learn along the way that you wish you would have known sooner? Just about you know getting paid, uh, how much to charge. How did you learn you know the business side of of your craft? Um, well, I was represented by Janice Moses out of New York City for like eight years, and I was I also repped out of L.A. for a few years. Um, so just kind of diving into the higher echelon there and, and co- of course getting your book together to where you can get an agent, um, cause they have all the data. They, mm-hmm. they know what the, what the rates are, mm-hmm. the going rates for certain things and usage and all these other things. Um, I wish photography was a little bit better, um, at, um, coming together, you know, in a professional sort of way. Like the film industry did a really good job as far as um, standardizing a lot of stuff where the photography world is kind of like the Wild West still. <laughs> um, you know, in the higher echelon of things, you know, there are, you know, standard day rates and, and usages and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, once again, you can't know it all. So it's just making those relationships with people who do, who do know that information. And, and the business part of photography, of course, is so important. Yeah, of course. Sure. So in, in everything that you've done so far, what would you say has been the best advice you've ever received? Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Actually. <laughs> it's books. It's just reading. It's just, you know, I, I think mostly it's just kind of like reading books on life, you know, mm-hmm. and that's I've always been kind of a student of life and I really just love reading and um, learning as much as I can about business and, and human nature and, and, you know, being a fashion photographer, uh, knowing about human nature and, and certain things, or I just instinctually will, will go and, and I'll actually be silly on purpose in order to make a model laugh or I'll, I'll, I'll do things that I can know will engage the model to do something in particular that I want them to do that sort of thing. So reading books, not even just about photography, but, but about mm-hmm. life is very helpful. Sure. Are there some of your, your are there some uh, favorite books you have on, on I guess that that psychological aspect of of putting people at ease and or learning about you know how to interact with with other people. The Power of Now comes to mind. Um, I'm kind of going blank right now. Oh, like, sure. I'm like, where do I begin? <laughs> um, so many, so many great books. You know what? Right now, I'm actually addicted to Gaia, the Gaia app or Gaia TV. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this? No, I'm not. What's that? Okay, so it's it's kind of a spiritual app slash channel, and it's, it has like thousands of different videos in different realms of different spirituality and human nature and yoga and whatever it might be. And I just I can't get enough of these videos, and they're very inspiring. You know, they they even have short films in there and stuff like that. So it's just you know once again being a student student of life and 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 as a fashion portrait photographer, uh, just knowing. Um, you know how to how to talk to people and how to direct them. I never had a problem directing anybody as far as um, you know, shooting them whether they're a new model. Actually, one of the things I was known for early on was taking new models and making them relax in front of the camera and 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 um, getting them to pose and stuff like that. A lot of it is not even like saying, "Hey, do this." It's just it's kind of like also gesturing to them as far as what you might do and then them, them mimicking you. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, wonderful. Well, Troy, thank, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to see more of your work and, and also you know, find your amazing app, 
uh, where is the best, the best place they can go to do that? Um, either on the App Store or the Play Store, um, at Plotiverse is our app, and that one app actually contains multiple apps within it. Okay. Um, and then uh, PlotiverseApps.com on desktop, that's our professional um, version for Mac and PC. Wonderful. Awesome. And I will make sure to put the links in the show notes so they can just click right through and download the app. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Well, again, thank you again for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Yuri. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again and have a great day.